God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You making me better. And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever. God, you making me better. You Welcome to me Marriage at Gagapta, where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage. I am Felicia, and I am joined today with my loving husband, Boothang Wang. What's going on, babe? Not much. How are you? I can't complain. How about you? I'm doing well, doing well. I must say, it's been a wonderful, wonderful weekend. It has. Yes, away from the children. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We are so thankful that God has blessed us to be able to do this wonderful Mm -hmm. podcast. Did we mention we're away from the children? (laughs) (laughs) yes we did so we're excited to bring you episode 7 of mfg and our topic for today is misery loves marriage yep yeah so um we've been married now i did a little calculation this morning really i did we've been married for nine years nine months and two days what yes you got the hours and the seconds (laughs) Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> that's cool, man. I, I'm not the only nerd here in this thing. Okay, no, that's you're good. not. You're okay. not. I'm semi-nerd. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so, uh, again, uh, we're just now starting to learn a few things yeah. about marriage, which is why we decided to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, uh, this is episode seven, and today we want to discuss what it means to be married and miserable yeah now this sounds crazy to a lot of you i know y'all like shaking their heads maybe like okay married and miserable those two words don't really go together but truthfully there are a lot of married couples who are happy but there are also a lot of couples who are married and miserable it's, it's just a reality yes so, yes yeah and we can honestly say that we've been there ourselves so you know we, yes. we can talk from a real place about this mm-hmm. but we didn't stay there that's right <laughs> so. we did not stay there thank god yes thank god. yes yes, yes. Yep. but we'll talk about that in a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get started so uh we know that misery loves company mm-hmm. so why does misery want to accompany marriage good question babe yes you got a good answer for me i think i do I think I do. I'm going to do my best. So we often talk a lot about God's purpose for marriage here on this podcast. One of the purposes I want to specify in this instance is that marriage in general is supposed to basically reflect the relationship between God and his church. So the enemy obviously knows that he can't outright stop God's plan. You know, that's a foregone conclusion. But what he can do is make us miserable while we're in the process of following him. So even in our own individual relationships with God, you know, oftentimes we're confronted not necessarily with things that will keep us out of heaven, so to speak, Mm -hmm. but stuff that makes us miserable, unhappy, you know, disappointment, frustration, stress, all those kinds of things. And so one of the chief tactics of the enemy, I believe, is to make marriages, which again are supposed to be a reflection of the relationship between God and his church, be this kind of drudgery type, yes, you know, yes. ball and chain, um, mm-hmm. can't stand the other person type I thing. I don't like you. I don't like, right. I don't <laughs> like you at all, right? So, yeah. So ultimately, Satan 
wants, I guess, to destroy, of course, God's plan. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he seeks to destroy marriages. Right, right. And so as a result, um, you know, of that, we sometimes find ourselves in marriage, um, even those that have been married for a long period of time. Yeah. Maybe you got 20, 30 years under your belt, short period of time. Um, you know, 10 years or less, and you're yeah. still filling things out, of course. And so sometimes you may find yourself feeling miserable. It's like, oh my gosh, I do not want to be here. How did I end up here? Yeah. But of course, there's a root cause for everything. Mm -hmm. And so we want to look at some of the causes um, of the misery right. that we feel. Right. So um, for those that of you that are listening, um, if you can kind of, you know, think about your state of marriage, where you are right now, or maybe where you were two or three years ago, or even one years ago um, when you were dating, because I believe that the foundation of everything ultimately determines the outcome. I agree. And so agree. Point, um, think about the foundation of your marriage. And if it's not a solid foundation, um, think of in terms of, let's say, living a lie, yeah. um, so to speak. And sometimes yeah. people do, you know, we, we're living in a false, you know, I don't want to say a false world, but we're really not. It's, yes, it's like virtual reality. Yeah. You know, it, it's, <laughs> it, it looks real. It feels real. It, it mm -hmm. seems real. It seems legitimate, genuine, but yeah. I mean, all you have to do is hit a button and mm. <laughs> it comes, it literally comes falling apart. Yeah, it comes I mean, falling you know, apart. Yeah. Imagine living in a make-believe yeah. house or yeah. a plastic house, <laughs> right. That's so true. to speak. Yeah. You know, it's not a solid foundation. Yeah. And so I think that that's one of the top reasons um, as to how misery creep starts to creep into a marriage yeah. because you find yourself not being happy, right. so to speak, because a lot of times when we think about marriage, we're like, we think what happens. everything's yeah. going great. Happily ever after. Happily that kind of ever stuff. after. Yeah. And it's like, that's not happening over here. Right. <laughs> so let's look at the, the foundation. Um, I think one, when, like we said, living under, you know, false pretenses, mm -hmm. um, being a pretender, yeah. You know, so to speak, not being realistic, Exactly. you know, not being real about who you are or yeah. who your spouse is. Um, and sometimes that can be to a fault of our own it can. because the signs are there. Yeah. Even when we start dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even when you start dating, like you say, mm -hmm. you know, you know that this person is not who they say they are or this person is not really who I want, but I might settle um, yeah. And then we pretend that, okay, you know, everything's going to be okay because exactly. I just, I want to get married. I want to get married. I, 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 I love you. Mm -hmm. and I, I really, really love you. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. we, I think we touched on this in a past episode too, about how when we're dating, we put our best foot forward. Yes. And so that person that, you know, we take out to dates and the person that we actually marry if we're not careful, can be two completely different people because we, we don't want to show us mm -hmm. when we're dating. We want to show the person that we think the other person is going to want to marry. 
Yeah. And that person that we're showing off while we're dating may not necessarily be the person that is actually there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it's it's not to say that, you know, people are pretending on purpose. You have a lot of people that are, but you have some people that actually are unintentionally creating this false persona. It's it, it can be a it can be a devastating thing when you wake up. <laughs> yes. What, like two, three months into marriage and you're like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it can be yeah. definitely. And then um, again, like I said, getting married just to to fill a void you know oh, i yeah, want to be uh, married i just i gotta be married yeah. that's ultimately like my dream right you know that's how some people think it's like um this has got to happen for me so whatever i gotta do to make it happen and on that note i just want to say to the singles look uh i think one of the false ways of thinking as far as marriage is concerned is that people that are married or somehow another higher on god's status bar than people that are single not true that's not true i mean you know if you think about it you start off single yeah that's like your default setting mm-hmm. so i mean you know you you want to you, you don't want to go into dating that kind of thing with the perception that if i get married that's going to complete me mm-hmm. um there are some married couples that would say this this person on the left or the right of me don't complete me at all i mean so single single people just bear in mind that being single is no less significant than being married. So misery gets a jump start basically, you know, when you don't yeah. have a solid foundation, right. you know, when right. you don't reveal the truth yeah. or when you don't really deal with where you are in the dating phase mm-hmm. before you say I do. Exactly. And you see that there are some issues and you decide, hey, we're just going to bypass this. Not that there are not going to be any, any issues but things that can cause detriment. Yeah. Um, you definitely want to deal with that. Yeah, that's so, um, Another one um, is distrust. That can be another, another cause that allows misery to come in. Now, this is definitely a, a huge one because trust, in, in order for a marriage to be successful, you, you have to have trust. Agreed. It's essential, it's, you gotta have it. And so, when you have someone that has been hurt, you know, that has a lot of wounds prior to getting married, or maybe you were dating, there was some infidelity issues, mm-hmm. or um, the individual that you're marrying were in a lot of previous relationships and where, you know, they maybe were cheated on, yeah. Um, yeah. or maybe if they were married before to someone that was not faithful to them, yeah. you know, um, those are some examples where, you, you know, distrust can kind of set in mm-hmm. um, when those things have not been dealt with or addressed. Um, or maybe um, exper- if you're experiencing infidelity, you know, in a marriage, um, things like that. And sometimes, um, some people are able to move forward. Yeah. You know, they're able to deal with it um, and forgive. Right. And then you have some people who are just like, you know, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> or, or we use the phrase, I, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. But I'll never forget. Yeah. Which is really an yeah. excuse to basically hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's, that's it's reality. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And so distrust can really, really cause someone to be unhappy um feel maybe neglected Mm -hmm. um in a marriage so definitely have to deal with 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 things like that i agree i agree yeah so vitally important i mean trust is is one of the building blocks of marriage if you don't have it i mean there's going to be this constant wall between 
you and your husband or your wife you know it's it's and it's something that's not you know easily fixed it takes time to build trust back again i mean especially as you said from those that are coming from past relationships where perhaps there was infidelity involved or where there was just some instance where the trust was broken mm -hmm. when you're coming into a new relationship you have to build a level of trust with that person and it's like you're starting from scratch yeah and it's so easy um for distress mm -hmm. to set in because it can start with just a small thing of course we always look at infidelity <laughs> you know one of the the major things yeah. but there's so many other things oh, yeah, there are a lot of others yeah. um that can cause um or bring unforgiveness mm -hmm. um finances you know That's what true, i'm saying when, yeah. when people have not stepped up to their role or their responsibility or withholding right <laughs> you know financial right. assets or things like that there's so many things um when it comes to to family and That's true to children with just being truthful yeah about some of the little things when you first meet <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or i say in the beginning of date, dating yeah um because there's only so much information that you divulge when you first mm -hmm. meet someone but um i'll use for example um when you're going through the dating process mm -hmm. you know um again like we said sometimes you just want to offer up just a little bit of information you know you're taking those minor steps yeah. <laughs> because you don't want them to see totally who exactly. you are because yeah. you don't want that person to be turned off or you right. don't want to put them in a the flight mode right but as the relationship progresses you know you come to find out different things about someone the individual that you're dating and so what happens is because that person wants to make sure that they don't lose you if there's something that could potentially cause that they may withhold that information yep and so i'm not gonna tell her right now right right <laughs> you know i'll wait yep. until you know we've been dating for about six months right and then six months turns into 12 and you months you still haven't divulged you still the haven't <laughs> divulged that information right. because you're afraid that they're gonna walk away and then you know you do the proposal and mm -hmm. next thing you know you guys are at the altar and you still haven't told them okay this is something that may have happened in my life or this is something that you definitely need to know and that information has not yeah. come out whether yeah. you've gone through premarital counseling or not yeah. and then fast forward six months into the marriage or a year or so and it's comes out yeah and here comes misery because and here comes misery because, because, because the, the person that you're married to <laughs> yeah. now thinks well yeah. why didn't you share this with me mm -hmm. and then that that can turn into trust issues yeah. i mean yeah it's and definitely yeah. and so let me ask this question um what exactly because i know some people may be thinking well everybody has a past mm -hmm. and you don't have to necessarily share everything so at what point or what determines what you should or should not share prior to getting married well um oh. see you kind of have to gauge that with the individual that you're with there are some things where well, I'll, I'll start here okay first of all we got to deal with the mindset that withholding information will better the relationship mm -hmm. i think that's a false way of thinking okay. I, I think that you know if we're going to be upfront about who we are i think it's best to start there as opposed to trying to quote unquote put my best foot forward and you know basically say well i'm going to withhold this about myself 
because I don't want the person to get the wrong impression of me. I mean, I, I think I'm not saying you got to put all your business out on the street right away. Mm-hmm. Like the first date, you know, you're saying, well, this happened to me as a kid and that kind of thing. Now, if you get to a point to where you're comfortable sharing that information with that person, I mean, because, you know, some people on the first or second date are spilling the guts. Okay, well, let me say, let me do this right here. And this is just for the sake of this conversation, for the sake of podcast to everybody that's listening. This is not a true statement, what I'm about to make about myself. But let's say Wayne and Fee are in the dating phase. Okay. Um, And Fee, okay, five years ago, used to be a stripper in the club. Again, this is just for the sake of this conversation. I have never been a stripper. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Okay. (laughs) Now we all have a past, but that's not mine. But um, again, okay. If at what point, you know, we're dating now, that was five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We're maybe in a year of dating. um, And I know eventually a ring is coming. Yeah. So should I, because that's, that's part of my past. That's something that I have forgiven myself for. I felt right. like God has forgiven me for. Do I necessarily have to share that information with you? Because, you know, we're deciding that we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at what point or do I even have to tell you that if that's a part of my past? I think you do. Because okay. And why? The reason being because our pasts have a sneaky way of somehow appearing or reappearing in our present. I mean, some at some point down the line, I don't know how, but I mean, your past is going to show up again. Your past is going to be mentioned again. It might be mentioned in passing. You okay. know, you may, you may run into somebody from your past that says, hey, I remember you used to do this. And I don't know, your husband or your wife may be in the, happen to be listening in a conversation as a bystander. And, and all of a sudden they're wondering, okay, well, why didn't you share this with me? Okay, and now let me let me put another spin on it. That's I, and I I totally agree with what yeah. you said. I think that I would need to share with you that information. Mm-hmm. But let's um, give another example. So let's sure. say that um, I and again for the sake of this conversation, this is just for for this podcast. I'm using this as an example only. Okay. Let's say that I was. Um, uh, sexually or yeah. you know physically abused mm-hmm. as a child and again that's part of my past that's something that I went to counseling for um, you know I've moving move forward I don't really want to address that aspect of my life anymore let's right. say I, I right. feel that way right um, then do I have to again we're, we're, we're a year into dating yeah and we're about to get married yeah well here's the thing if you are looking to get married, marriage is so intimate. It's it's like we say all the time, it's the two becoming one. So whether we want to admit it or not, what may have happened to us in our past, though we want to distance ourselves from it because of the pain, because of maybe the shame, the guilt, that kind of stuff, even though we want to do our best to distance ourselves from it, it is still a part of who we are. You know, that doesn't mean that we were living in the past and you you may have come to the point where you've forgiven yourself and, you know, you've gotten to a place where it's not something that is like a cloud over your head anymore. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're just looking to move forward. Your eyes are set on whatever goals and aspirations that you have and that kind of thing. But the thing is, with marriage, you are now sharing those goals and aspirations and dreams. I mean, you're, you're literally doing life with another person. And that other person, while you may not feel it necessary to share that with them, Mm -hmm. I mean, if they find out, 
they're going to feel slighted because gotcha. it's going to create a trust issue because that other person, if if they're in the marriage for the right reason, wants to be intimately involved with you. And that, that doesn't just include the person that you put on for them. Okay. It also includes the person that you were before. But yeah, it, it's it's two becoming one. It's us doing life together. And, you know, that includes our past. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, I ask that, you know, I'm not to get off the topic, but no, it's, it's just relevant. because those are some of the ways, you know, that misery can yeah. set in unintentionally, right, right. you know, um, after you've been married and some of those things can kind of open up. And so now that's opening up an emotional wound for me mm-hmm. or for that individual that has to now divulge that exactly um information and so you know some of it sometimes it it just can't be av- avoided that's you know true. what i'm saying it's gonna happen yeah um so when we're talking about misery and marriage we're talking about intentional and unintentional right now in both aspects we're all responsible mm-hmm. um to you know to each other yeah we, so, may, we may not be responsible for putting the misery there but yeah. we're responsible mm-hmm. for how we respond to it once it's there yeah and so um sometimes now you know the person can feel okay what else is it yeah that yeah. you have withheld exactly <laughs> from me and exactly. that's again how um distrust mm-hmm. um sets in and so um the last one we want to look at though um is a big biggie biggie in marriage and this is not just one-sided um this is you know from both Mm -hmm. the male and the female perspective um because anyone (laughs) can be responsible for this and this cause um for misery in marriage is control yeah i want to talk about control or being controlling yeah and so um i'll let you hit that first well um so we all have images that immediately pop into our head when we hear that phrase control Mm -hmm. or being controlling uh some of us may flash to lifetime movies or something (laughs) (laughs) you have the you know the abusive husband who's you know physically abusing his wife and constantly checking you know calling her texting her stalking that kind of stuff um or you have on the flip side, like you said, uh, the wife mm-hmm. who is manipulative and mm-hmm. uh, you know just constantly keeping tabs on her husband, knows how to push his buttons, uh, somehow know the controls, different aspects of his life, uh, not necessarily through physical abuse, although that does happen. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, women abusing men, not as not as much, but it does happen. Um, but in some instances, you know, it, it's just a, it's just a point where some aspect of the husband or the wife's life is being controlled and it's being controlled with an intent that's that's not good um there's a malicious intent and again it can manifest itself in either physical non-verbal emotional abuse the way that you know you interact with people in regards to their relationships with other people Mm -hmm. you know you can't have so-and-so as a friend you can't have so-and-so as an acquaintance you can't go there. You can't do this. You can't do that. Now, don't get me wrong. There should be boundaries in marriage. I mean, let, let, let's not get, you know, let's not get dumb here. I mean, I should. But there is a difference. There's between a difference between a boundary. Boundaries and trying to control different aspects right. of your partner's life. Exactly. Or just wanting to dominate everything. Exactly. Um. So. Yeah. 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 But um, I think this is really important because 
like everything, there are warning signs yeah. in the beginning. I agree. Um, you know, you can, <laughs> they're there. <laughs> you yeah. not, might not want to see them, but that's, that's really important because nobody um, wants to, if you want to be in a loving, healthy marriage, you don't want to be controlled or yeah. feel like you're being controlled by an individual right because again we're talking about god's purpose for marriage and god is not controlling right so um he doesn't want us to be in a marriage where we feel like you know we're being controlled exactly um and that's one of the things that i i always like to you know to point out to to women is that god himself god is not controlling so yeah. you don't need to be with an individual who yes. wants to control every aspect of your life because you're it's gonna be unhealthy it is and you're ultimately going to become miserable if right. you're not already oh yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> but facts uh, yeah facts. but um a reason why this is so important is because there is supposed to be a purity it's mm -hmm. in, um within marriage and when you have someone that is trying to control every aspect of your life, whether it's through aggressive behavior, um, even passive aggressive behavior, it takes away from that purity. Right. And it's like, okay, this is no longer a marriage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is prison. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it can feel yeah. like that. So yeah. it's like, um, mm, no. And we see it. Mm -hmm. a lot whether it's you know just outright in plain view yeah or or it's um, beneath the surface yeah it's beneath the surface yeah. kind of disguised right, right um a little bit it can be within a non-christian marriage mm -hmm. in christian even in christian marriages yeah you know what i'm saying it's one of those things that um we really don't like to discuss yeah. and talk about yeah. um because people tend to sometimes kind of use um scripture right um right to act actually as a weapon yeah that's or true. a form of control yeah, to be able can. to control their spouse and again this is not just a a one-way um street you see it yeah, it, it goes both ways. It goes both yeah, ways. It does. And it can be done, like we said, just outright. I'm going to let you know, listen, I run this. Right. <laughs> you know, you have that attitude. You're going to do what I say, mm -hmm. you know, and then you have, again, the the passive aggressive. Yeah. You know, which, it's more manipulative. Yeah. You it's, know. it's the individual that appears to be kind and mm -hmm. loving and you know ultimately yeah <laughs> that's not who they really are exactly. behind closed doors they're mm -hmm. showing another attitude or behavior yeah and so it's important to really really evaluate yourself and even when it comes to the passive aggressive behavior because yeah. we can all be guilty of that can, I agree. Um, of manipulating just to get you know what i want yeah. or you know for them to get what they want you know what i'm saying we really have to look at that and ask yourself um am i exhibiting any of these signs again aggressive behavior passive aggressive um when it comes to verbal ab abuse mm -hmm. and even like you said physical abuse yeah which which is a little more obvious but i mean again you have to you have to be mindful of all of those it's possible for all of us to be guilty of those things. I, I don't put I don't put anything past myself 
I, I would never see myself ever being abusive to feed in any kind of way, but that doesn't mean that I don't need to check myself, you mm -hmm. know, here and there. I mean, that, that's why I need to stay prayerful, need to stay in the word. Yes, and I believe that verbal abuse can be just as bad as um, physical abuse. Yeah, if not worse at times. Yes, yeah. yes, because physical scars, you know, they can, they can heal, it's still not good. But when you start talking about verbal abuse, that's an emotional that tears at your at your inside. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to check yourself, um, women as well as men, mm -hmm. um, you know, because there are times as a wife when we can, you know, the tongue is Preach. sharp. It's Preach. really sharp. <laughs> and so the things that we say like a jinsu. Um, okay, stop. <laughs> the things that we say to our spouse. You know, um, sometimes I mean, we know how to throw the words out there. So we have to be really careful with that as well. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to tear that person down right, um, right. emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we, we've talked about some good causes, but ultimately the question is, what do you do about misery? Right. When you're, when you're in a marriage, what do you do when you find yourself in that state of, I do not like this. I'm in a horrible place. Yeah. Or you just, you feel like I'm always going to be miserable and you've accepted the fact that I'm going to be miserable yeah, in this marriage yeah. and I'm okay with that, which is not good at it's, all. It's not. That mindset um, isn't good. But I believe that we have to understand that marriage to, to me, let's look at it as the weather. Um, okay. You know, marriage, it, it changes. Sometimes yeah, there's yeah. some absolutely beautiful days. Right. Um, some days are sunny, partly cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes you're going to have, you know, those rainstorms, maybe even some thunderstorms. Right. I mean, it's just it's just going to seem like, oh, my goodness, we're just going through another storm, another storm. Exactly. But what's important for us to recognize is that there are some steps that you can take um, to help, uh, quote unquote, weatherproof mm -hmm. your marriage. And again... We're all human. <laughs> oh, yeah. So realize that your spouse is going to make some mistakes. Yes. They are going to do some things that may hurt yeah. you. Mm -hmm. And like we stated in the beginning, um, we've been there. And yeah. I remember um, probably within the three to five year time frame. Yeah. Um, before we hit seven years, I know I know it was yeah, yeah, that, yeah. you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, this man here. Jesus, but <laughs> I was a little miserable. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But um, it came to a point where I had to say, okay, you know what? Am I, if I'm going to stay in this marriage, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm definitely not going to be miserable. Right. So right. 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 <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to Wayne and let him know exactly how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think we were in that pretender stage in the beginning too, we where were. everything we was, you know, hunky dory. Yeah. Oh, I want to make him happy or mm -hmm. I want to make her happy. And we were just like, okay, we're just going to, you know, yeah, paint this pretty picture. Paint the pretty picture, but Br brush again, everything that's negative yeah. under the rug. And, you know, yeah, yeah that's true. But if ultimately, you know, the truth does reveal itself. Mm -hmm. And so misery is going to surface. It's not just going to, you know, stay underneath. Yeah. I was um, rear so it, yeah, it, yeah, it came out, and so I think at that point it was like, okay, this is why I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. Let's take it from here. Let's really deal with it. Let's go to counseling. Do what we right. got to do. Right. 
and it's not like it just all of a sudden one day went away right but we were able to take those baby steps and dealing with one issue and one problem at a time exactly so um what we really want our listeners to get out of this podcast is that we're not saying that marriage is going to always be hunky-dory and perfect you know that's not what we're saying you're gonna have some storms you are yeah so i think one of the most important things is again realizing that you don't have to stay miserable exactly um seeking some help yeah seeking help seeking wise counsel seek out a pastor seek out you know even a a, a clinical you know counselor yes. i mean yes. seek them out and I, I think i think the church makes the mistake a lot of times of really kind of poo-pooing on them so to speak but i mean they're, they're very important very needed yes. um also talk to your spouse like we said before please talk openly talk honestly with your husband or your wife there are some issues that are unavoidable and mm-hmm. if you want to move forward regardless of how much you would like to just brush it aside and say well it's in the past and i'll never have to deal with it again again you're in a marriage so you have to talk to your spouse openly honestly about things that you would probably prefer not to do so also don't pretend please don't pretend to be one person that you're not um that that starts that starts with the dating process and it continues into the marriage because there are always going to be layers that we're going to be peeling back about each other. And lastly, I just I just want to say this to all of the married couples out there, those that are getting ready to get married. Know that there's no one size fits all yeah. for your marriage. Yeah. Um, understand that your marriage is unique. Every marriage is unique and that you don't have to do the same thing that you see every other couple are doing of course we're always learning from each other but i think a lot of uh, the mistakes that people make is that you know sometimes we're striving to be someone else or something that you're not yeah so please understand that your marriage is unique be who god has called you to be and let your marriage shine yeah Yeah, so, um, but this has been great. I think um, we're about out of time. Yeah. Um, again, please, most importantly, understand that your marriage does not have to be miserable. Right, it doesn't, you Yes. This has been wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been really, really great. It has, it has. I want to say thank you so much for listening to us. Yeah, so please check us out at uh, www.jesusthecenter.com. Uh, yeah, there's a Marriage Echo Gotha link in the menu, and you can actually click on a sublink where it will show the podcast episodes. And uh, also we have an, an email, uh, marriage at Golgotha. It's M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A at gmail.com. So check us out. Please submit topic ideas. We want to hear from you all. We want to hear about... Uh, different perspectives different uh, topic ideas perhaps that you all have that you want us to discuss um and we know this one was kind of a heavy topic but we felt really strongly that we needed to deal with it and we hope and pray that uh it helps or blesses someone and um really get you to the point where you realize as my wife said you don't have to be in a miserable marriage yes it doesn't have to be that way awesome love you guys thanks so much for listening and we appreciate you yes love you all signing off